Okay, welcome to Lifestar. My name is Jeffrey Ford, and today's podcast is going to be about kind of a kind of a distressful subject. Um, it's we're actually going to be talking about separation, and you know, there's not a lot of guidance about separation for people out there that. You know, this can actually be one of the most helpful tools that couples can use in their recovery. Not all couples, but some couples have to utilize this, and and every couple utilizes some type of separation, Um, even if it's just like an emotional separation or uh, a separation from sexual activity and all the way down to physical separation. A lot of people are nervous about separation, and... So in our podcast today, we're going to talk about two different types of separation. The first type um, is separation as a kind of a trial separation for divorce. We're not going to discuss that in, in depth, but we are going to talk about the second type of separation, which is the type of separation that is used for repair and healing. And it's just kind of like a natural consequence of having an injury. And so... In recovery, when there's a slip or a relapse or something like that, a separation sometimes is very necessary. Um, And many of the couples that I've worked with over the 17 years that I've uh, worked with couples with sex addiction have told me that their separation was a game changer for them in their recovery. And so... How do we make sure that if we have to go through the, the emotional pain and relational pain of a separation, how do we make sure that we utilize that experience for the benefit and good of each individual and the, the marriage's recovery and healing? We're going to talk about how to, how to do that. And so this, this podcast is directed towards those who are in a place where they're considering separation as, a, as something that they may need to do. Um, it's for both um, the person who is struggling with addiction and the betrayed partner. And um, then it's going to talk about kind of who you bring in on your team. Like we're going to talk about high support people during a separation and low support people. Um, it's really important that you seek high supportive people that can stretch with you. If you are experiencing uh, a relationship with someone, a group member, a friend, a family member who is like not able to stretch with you as you kind of go through all the emotions that that experience during a separation, um, then you're going to want to make sure you're going to more supportive and high support people. If you're afraid to kind of tell someone how you're feeling during a separation, that's a pretty good sign that that's a low support person, not a high support person. So with that, let's go ahead and get started. A bit about separations. And um, just first of all, I, I said that word separation. I just want you to take a quick inventory of yourself and... Uh, maybe you're looking at the the, the podcast uh, description and you see that it's about separation and, and then you start listening and you hear the word separation. I just want you to take a quick scan of your body and notice 
your physiology? Are you, is your heart beating a little bit quicker? Is your anxiety intensified a little bit? Is, is it a little bit harder to kind of listen? Um, you may be experiencing that, especially if that is happening or may be happening in your life right now. Or maybe you can remember a time when it did happen. That is a scary word when you are in healing and in recovery. And uh, I just want to validate that experience and just be sensitive to that, that, you know, obviously people enter recovery and healing because they don't want to be separated. They don't want a separation or divorce or anything like that to happen. And so hearing these words, separation or other like words, can definitely produce a physiological response of distress. And um, I want to kind of talk about that today and how we can mediate that, how we can soften that and help provide context and understanding, especially if you're working in a situation where you're having to consider separation as a means for repair not divorce. And that's that's actually going to be my topic today. So um, first thing, uh, first order of business is we have to kind of talk about how there are different types of separation. Whenever people hear that word, their bodies get elevated, their, they, their mind becomes kind of clouded with anxiety. And they don't hear a lot more, you know, whether it's happening to you or happening to a, a group member or friend or family member. You hear that word, and it's definitely a distressful word. And it's it's really needful to kind of designate types of separation. So obviously there are separations in the first category that people think of, which is I'm getting a separation or sometimes called a trial separation in order to validate or verify my choice to divorce. And so it's a trial separation to see if the divorce is really what I want. The second type of separation is the one that we're going to focus on today, which is a separation that is used in order to initiate healing, repair, and accountability, and so forth. It's a, it's a healthy separation to make sure that the marriage or relationship lasts. And it's very important to designate those. So um, if you are in a situation where you're considering separation, make sure that you designate the type of separation that you are interested or in a position to consider. Um, that can that can reduce a lot of distress that you're experiencing. So again, I want you to take a quick scan of your own body, like knowing that the type of separation that we're going to talk about today is the type of separation that is used as a tool to help the marriage. What did that do to your anxiety? What did that do to um, your physiology? Did you notice a decrease in distress? Take a quick inventory of that. So um, that's the first step is if you're in a situation and you're working with a couple's therapist, are you in a situation that you may need to kind of utilize a separation. And if so, you need to talk about the type of separation to really clarify what the purpose of it is. And the re- part of the reason that's so important is if you kind of start with, 
okay, like the end of this is we want to be together. And that also kind of helps you understand what some of the things that need to happen in order for that separation to end needs to be. A lot of people initiate a separation without a clear goal of A, B, and C are things that have to happen so this separation can be ended. So let's talk about, um, you know, what what to do when, when you're separated. Um, one of the things that is very, very common in separation is drama. So for those of you who have done Lifestar, I want you to go back to workbook four. I want you to brush up on what you've been taught about drama. Remember the three roles of someone who is in drama or some peoples in drama are Number one, drama always starts with someone making themselves an unhealthy victim. And I use the word unhealthy victim because there are healthy victims. So let me just go over the the difference between the two. An unhealthy victim is someone who says, this and this happened to me and basically makes it everybody else's responsibility to make them better. Okay? So... um, If you're hearing about someone's pain and they're putting all the pressure, responsibility, burden of their healing on you and you're feeling the stress of that, that's a telltale sign that you're in drama with an unhealthy victim. Now, a healthy victim is someone who has definitely been hurt and they are taking responsibility. Not that it's their fault that the hurt was given to them. But they're taking responsibility, saying, you know what, I'm in charge of me. I can't make it anybody else's job that I get better. I'm going to do everything I can and everything that's my part to do in order to heal. And so it's really easy to support a person that's that's a quote-unquote healthy victim because they're already taking the initiative to do the things that they need to be doing. And it makes it really easy to kind of slide in there and prop up some of the things that they're doing and support them and help them. And um, that's really, really helpful. Uh, it's And it feels really exhilarating to be in a relationship with someone that is already on the road to healing and, and you're helping them do that. So, so that's the first uh, role of someone in drama is they make themselves a victim. The second role is, a, is becoming a persecutor. The third role is a rescuer. Now, in a separation situation, it's going to be really easy to kind of like obviously kind of designate kind of these three roles and people can get really tied up in it and waste a lot of time spinning wheels, not getting anywhere, not driving towards healing, but just shifting a lot of drama around. And we want to avoid that. So the reason I bring up that word drama is because I want to kind of talk a little bit about two groups of people that you have to kind of look at yourself and are you gravitating to the first group of people that I'm going to talk about or the second group? And the first group of people that I'm going to talk about are low support people. These are people that are, you know, being turned to in a separation situation where they are basically telling you, you have to do A, you have to do this. There's no room to make any, any um, 
changes. There's no, there's nothing like that that can, they don't understand that this separation is essentially being done to, to repair and to heal. So for instance, um, I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about how separations and healing happen everywhere. Um, the body heals just like a marriage does. Okay. So let me give you an example to kind of help you understand what I'm talking about. So for instance, if, if you are an athlete and you are, I don't know, playing a sport, basketball, and you're in the middle of a game and you come down on your ankle and you sprain your ankle, well, in order for that ankle to heal, you're going to actually have to initiate a separation from play a separation from the court, a separation from normal, rigorous athletic activity so that that ankle can heal. And so that's a separation with the purpose of getting back on the court that has to happen. Now, low support people can kind of swoop in and athletes experience this a lot and it tends to be from loved ones. That if that injury occurs, they're they're saying things like, you know, it's better that you just don't play anymore. It's it's that team wasn't good for you anyways. You know, basketball's not good for you anyways. It's taking too much time. You always get so upset if if things don't go your way when you're playing. And they're essentially kind of like cultivating the feeling of pain that keeps you separated. Okay. That's, that's a low support person. Okay. So what does a high support person do? A high support person is someone that says, Hey, you know, let me help you uh, wrap that ankle so that you can kind of walk or, Hey, let me, let me take you to the doctors. I'll be there with you. You don't have to do that alone. Let's talk about what, what exercises you can do. What are some things that you need? Ice, I can get you some ice. There are people that are cultivating and helping the healing. Now, I want to bear in mind that sometimes people who separate, because the pain of separation is so hard, they forget sometimes, wow, this is really important for me to enforce this boundary. Like my boundary was violated. I told my spouse, that we're going to be separated for one month. And it, it gets hard. Every person that I've worked with that has, has initiated this type of separation tells me that it's painful and, and difficult and hard. And they need high support people that say, look, like, you know, you have to be very, very firm in your boundaries when you're working with someone that has addiction. Like if you go back and forth on your boundaries, like then there is no structure that can support the the healing of this relationship. And, you know, I like to tell the people, especially the women that I'm working with, that, that you can only expect your spouse to keep the boundaries you have to the degree that you're actually keeping them. So this is a high support person that says, look, you said a, a separation needs to occur for one month and I'm going to do everything I can to support you so you can keep that one month boundary so that your spouse knows that you're serious about not putting up with this type of behavior so they can go through the reparative experiences they need to change and heal and grow. 
And so high support people cultivate healing, low support people cultivate drama and pain. Now, you have to be really careful that you aren't like seeking low support people. Many individuals who have separation, they do sometimes because the pain is so great, they fall back into old patterns because drama is a powerful way to connect. I mean, my goodness, you know, the, the theaters sell millions and millions of dollars every single weekend on movies that are just full of drama. We love it. We'll pay, we pay for it all the time. It's a quick way to kind of get sucked into a, a story or a relationship. And that's another, that's another kind of telltale sign of a low support person. This is a person that you haven't been in this journey with for a long time and they haven't seen all the, all the activity that's happened in your story. And they, they come into your life and, and the only thing they have is the snapshot. And sometimes that's all that, you know, they need to know, but, but they're cultivating the pain. They're cultivating the drama. So if you're doing a separation that is meant to provide repair and healing for your relationship, Please be careful on what type of people you are gravitating towards and receiving support from. Are they high support people? Because they're cultivating healing, they're cultivating boundaries, they're cultivating recovery. Or are they low support people and cultivating drama, cultivating pain, and cultivating division? Very important thing that uh, you need to consider. And also, what type of separation are you engaging in and considering? And are you starting the separation with that very cl clear and very um, understood between the parties? Um, again, this is uh, something that's important that you need to slow down if you want to have a successful outcome with the separation. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. If you have further questions, you can Get on our website, lifestarstgeorge.com, and contact us via email, either Jeff Stewart or myself, Jeff Ford, and uh, we can do our best to help you out. And uh, again, thank you for being with us today.